The Boston Bruins majestic Pooh Bear jersey made its return to action last night, guiding the team to a 3-1 victory over the St. Louis Blues. We're going to recap that game, update the Atlantic Division power rankings, and bring you the latest on the Mitchell Miller saga with some player reaction to the team parting ways with the young defenseman. Let's get into it, shall we? Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. And this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. The podcast is free and available in your podcast feeds and on YouTube. So please do hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. If you're on Twitter, Instagram, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. I'm a lifelong Bruins fan. Been covering this team for various outlets for about 17 years. And have mixed memories of the Pooh Bear jersey. It was worn during um, not the brightest of days for the Boston Bruins. But it was cool to see the logo back in action last night as the Bruins took on the St. Louis Blues wearing their new or latest reverse retro jersey. It was a great bounce back effort for the Boston Bruins after losing to the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday. They beat the Blues by a score of 3 to 1, improving their overall record to 11 and 2 and a perfect home record of 7-0-0. Their only two losses have come north of the border, actually, in Ottawa and Toronto. Head coach Jim Montgomery said it was great to be back in Boston. You could tell the players were really excited. They started off the first period really well. A bit of penalty trouble early on, actually. They took three penalties in a row that the Blues failed to capitalize on. The Bruins got a power play opportunity of their own with a penalty drawn by David Krejci and a nice little passing play ended with David Pasternak finding Jake DeBrusque in front of the net for the goal. The Bruins' undefeated start at home is just the second streak of seven or more home wins to begin the season in team history. They had an 8-0-0 start in 1983-84, They'll have an opportunity to match that on Thursday against the Calgary Flames. It was hilarious before the game. Brad Marchand was asked what he thought about the jerseys. He said, we had a lot of twos on our team. These jerseys make them tens. And they certainly played well and looked good doing it. Uh, Patrice Bergeron added the game-winning goal. And Trent Frederick had a very nice insurance goal in the third period to put the Bruins ahead 3-1. Um, 
was a nice kind of rush from the defensive zone. Probably a, a shot that Jordan Pennington should have saved. Perhaps he was screened a bit. Uh, but the tone was set early on by the Bruins killing off those three penalties during an 8 minute and 19 stretch of the first period. The penalty kill has been exceptional all season long. And to be honest, they generated more opportunities on the penalty kill than St. Louis appeared to on the power play. Jake DeBrusque has been a huge part of the penalty kill. And the team is without Derek Forbort. So um, it's nice to see that unit remain effective. Uh, DeBrusque said, you always want to be a difference maker on special teams. Nice to get uh, some greasy ones there. Also make some of those nice plays. And he was happy, of course, to record his fifth goal of the season. Um, Connor Clifton has stepped up as well in the absence of Derek Forbort and still without Charlie McAvoy. Uh, Montgomery said he's always very involved. He's just a hockey player. He's physical. He's around the puck. Comes up with loose pucks. One of those guys that builds momentum for them. Uh, he's been playing with Hampus Lindholm and hasn't looked out of place there uh, in that premier pairing. Uh, so good on him for stepping up. Those of you who've listened to the podcast for a while know that, you know, I, I didn't necessarily see Connor Clifton uh, as an every night player, kind of a, a seventh defenseman, but all credit to him. He led the Bruins. Our, he was almost even with uh, Lindholm and Ice Time last night. Lindholm, 25 minutes, 36 seconds. Clifton with 25 minutes, 34 seconds. Um, and he played uh, exceptional on this night as well. When it comes to the Big Bear, I'm going to give it to Frederick. He had that goal. He was a plus one. Four shots. Two hits. And uh, very limited ice time, 8 minutes and 37 seconds. No penalty minutes, though, which is key. When he was out there, he was effective, and he was rewarded with that uh, with that nice goal. Linus Allmark played very well once again. He's now 9-1, and one, tied the Bruins club record for most wins through the first 10 starts of the season, tying Tuka Rask, Jerry Cheevers, Ross Brooks, and Frank Brimsick. Another fun stat, the Bruins are 8-0-0 when scoring the first goal of the season, and Patrice Bergeron's game-winning goal was the 311th career power play point, surpassing Bobby Orr for fourth on the all-time list for the Bruins. So overall, a very positive night for the team. Uh, Patrice Bergeron led the way with Seven shots on goal. David Pasternak had five. Lindholm with three from the point. Again, Frederick with four uh, to finish third among forwards despite the limited ice time, and he gets the big bear. It's a great win after what had been a very difficult couple of days. I'm going to talk to finish the podcast about the player reaction to 
the decision to part ways with Mitchell Miller. Coming up next, we're going to update the Atlantic Division Power Rankings. But first, a quick word about Bet Online, the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every pro and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to hockey, soccer, and esports. Bet Online's got it all. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find some more at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day, every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Now make your second listen, game to game. NHL, from every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game, Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Alright, let's update the Atlantic Division Power Rankings, and it should come as no surprise that the Boston Bruins remain at the very top. But let's start at the bottom, shall we? The Ottawa Senators were supposed to have been much improved this offseason, and were believed to be on the cusp of at least narrowing the gap in the playoff race at the moment they have lost five in a row they have yet to win a road game this season and they're four and seven through 11 games a 364 point percentage they do have a even goal differential which isn't worse than the division uh but this five game losing streak has really put them uh down and uh it's gonna be it a tough road ahead if they want to compete for a playoff spot. Their underlying numbers are decent. They're a 52.17 shot attempt differential. Uh, Their expected goals, they rank 10th in the NHL, so they should be a bit better than they have been. Uh, They're just not getting uh, the offense. Uh, Right now, Alex Dabrinkit hasn't really popped yet. Uh, And, um, you know, Cam Talbot, injured to start the season so they should be a bit better apparently they're committed to dj smith smith as coach despite the rough start and uh ryan reynolds might be interested in buying them so that would be a win right there seventh place montreal canadians we expected them to be at or near the bottom of the division this season they're five six and one through 12 games a 458 point percentage a division low minus one uh, sorry, minus six goal differential. Uh, they're getting some sparks from the the young kids, but their underlying numbers suggest it's still going to be um, a long season in Montreal as they continue their uh, rebuilding process. But they do have a lot of young, good talent. Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, Kirby Doc, Yurash Slavkowski, uh, so they should be good in, in a couple years, but uh, still near or at the bottom of the division. In sixth place, I'm putting the Florida Panthers. 
Uh, everybody from here on in is at 500 or above. The Panthers are 7, 5, and 1 through 13 games for 15 points and a 577 point percentage. Uh, a plus one goal differential. We all know what the Panthers did last season. They ranked third in the NHL in terms of shot attempt differential at five on five. Expected goals, they rank fourth. Uh, so they should be a bit better than they have been uh, moving forward. Uh, you know, they lost Matthew Kachuk to a suspension. Anthony Duclair still out of the lineup with an injury. Uh, goaltending a bit up and down. But the Panthers, I would expect, would still be able to rise up into the top four. Teams ahead of them include the Buffalo Sabres, who, after a really hot start, have cooled off a little bit. They've lost two in a row. They're 7-5 and five through 12 games, a 583-point percentage, uh, plus 11 goal differential still, which is second in the division. Uh, but things seem to be course-correcting a little bit as the Sabres take some steps back. They're currently without leading scorer and Norris Trophy candidate Rasmus Tallinn, so that's certainly not going to help their cause. So that's the bottom four at the moment. Ottawa <clears throat> in eighth, Montreal seventh, Florida in sixth, Buffalo in fifth. Florida should be on the rise here as we move forward. Put in the Toronto Maple Leafs in uh, fourth right now. They beat the Bruins, of course, on Saturday. Uh, but they're still 7-4-2 through 13 games. That's seven wins, six losses, because overtime and shootout losses count as losses, uh, despite picking up a point. So they have 16 points through 13 games, but they've still lost six games. They have a plus three goal differential, which is not great considering all of the offensive weapons that they have. Serious goaltending trouble there as both Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov are out. Brad Marchand basically injuring Samsonov on his shootout, or sorry, penalty shot goal on Saturday night. Uh, so the Maple Leafs, they'll have to withstand this absences in net. With Eric Colgren, they're playing the Vegas Golden Knights tonight, who are equal with the Bruins atop the NHL with an 11-2 record. And they're second behind the Bruins, plus 19 goal differential. They've won seven in a row. So arguably the or one of the best teams in the league, definitely the hottest because they have been unbeaten in seven. So that should be a fun game to watch tonight if... You're looking for something to do with no Bruins on the schedule. Third place, always up there, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're 7-4-1 through 12 games. 625 point percentage, plus two goal differential. And, of course, you know, perennial powerhouse. They're started off a touch slow, but they're finding their groove, finding their chemistry. And uh, they should be in the top two, three, four the entire season. Now in second place, we have another surprising team. That's the Detroit Red Wings. They've won three in a row. 
And they have a ton of injury issues that they're dealing with at the moment, and they're still getting it done. Tyler Bertuzzi is out of the lineup. Robbie Fabry's out of the lineup. Philip Zadina's out of the lineup. Uh, but they're getting the goaltending from Vili Husso, who Steve Eiserman wisely acquired in the offseason. They're 7 3 and 2 at the moment. Dominic Kubalik proving to be a huge addition for them as well. Uh, they only have a plus 2 goal differential. And when it comes to uh, fancy stats, not super encouraging. In fact, they rank. 29th when it comes to shot attempt differential at 5 on 5 42.84 and in terms of expected goals they rank 28th so not super sustainable success here early on for the Detroit Red Wings uh, they're getting exceptional goaltending from Huso, and that's really helping to uh propel them to these wins recently, uh, but I would expect they will fall down sooner than later. Number one team in the Atlantic, without question, the Boston Bruins. They're 11-2-0, 22 points, 846-point percentage, tied for first with the Vegas Golden Knights. They also have the top goal differential in the NHL at plus 23 uh, the Bruins, second, oh no, they're tied for first in the NHL with 4.08 goals per game. Buffalo Sabres up there as well. When it comes to goals allowed per game, they are uh, third in the NHL, allowing 2.38 goals per game. Only Vegas and Dallas allowing fewer. So, scoring the most goals, allowing the third fewest. I'm not a huge advanced stats guy, but I know that if you score a lot of goals and don't allow many, you're going to win more often than not. And the Bruins, top team in the Atlantic at the moment, tops in the NHL. And on Thursday, we'll look at our weekly cup check, which is uh, a look at the top five teams around the NHL and where the Bruins stack up against the competition. Before I uh, look at some of the Bruins players' comments about the team deciding to part ways with Mitchell Miller. A quick word about Simply Safe. The holidays are right around the corner, and you want to make sure that your family is safe as possible. You don't want to be caught <clears throat> in a wet bandit situation. The holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike. Dramatically. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. They were named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report, third year in a row. And in an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. 
That's 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. It's their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. Simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So the Bruins decided to part ways with 20-year-old defenseman Mitchell Miller who was convicted in 2016 for bullying Isaiah Meyer Crothers, a black classmate with developmental disabilities, uh, when he was 14 years old. There's still a process to undergo here. The Bruins have to actually terminate the contract. Based on his agent's comments, uh, he was on a podcast yesterday that you can uh, search out and listen to. I didn't listen to it, but I saw some of the quotes from it. And uh, it seems like they're going to make a case for the fact that Miller did not violate the terms of his deal. Doesn't want to be uh, have it terminated. So they might, uh, yeah, fight this decision with the assistance of the NHLPA. So that's a developing situation, as is any repercussions internally, as Cam Neely has said a couple times that he's going to really take a look at how this all happened. Keep in mind, he is team president and has the final say on all hockey and business decisions. So, yeah. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand were asked about the decision. Um, Bergeron was asked if most of the locker room disagreed with the decision to sign Mitchell. He said in a way, yes, like anything, it's not like everyone had something to say, but the general opinion was they didn't want it to happen and they glad they were glad that they were heard. He said, Him speaking out about it was to stay true to his values. What it comes down to and what is important is to stand up for what you think is wrong. The situation with Miller and Meyer Crothers, it goes back to what they've built in the organization as a team in the locker room. It's to be inclusive and a locker room of respect and integrity. Marshan said they appreciate and love the fan support and the reason everyone is so upset is they're so passionate about the group. With the beliefs and the way that we handle the room, the type of people they want to have here, that bleeds throughout the organization and through the fans as well. That's why the fans are upset because everyone expects to have good people in this room. That's something the Bruins, it's clear now it's it's not a top-down thing. It's... From the players, Zdeno Chara deserves a lot of credit for creating that culture. It's something that has been maintained and built up by Patrice Bergeron as captain, by Brad Marchand, by Nick Foligno coming in. And the fans appreciate that. We recognize that. And 
if that's what they're going to say, we're going to uphold them to that. And the players, at least, came through by standing up for what they believe in. Bergeron said, for them, nothing has changed as far as who they are as individuals, as a culture in the locker room, what the core values are. He said he understands the fans being upset. We hear you, and we feel like our values remain the same. A hilarious side bit from Ty Anderson on Twitter yesterday saying that the Bruins were playing Karma Police by Radiohead in the weight room. Don't know if that's in reference to Miller, to the front office, but there certainly was a disconnect between hockey operations and the hockey players. Uh, You know, someone came at me on Twitter yesterday saying, you should renounce your Bruins fandom. Well, I root for the players on the ice, and certainly they could have been even a bit stronger in their wording of things, calling it what it is, racism, ableism. But I can't remember a time when players reacted this strongly to a hockey operations decision and i i certainly commend them for that and i'm proud of them for speaking out about it and not just um, accepting what management was trying to to push off they have created this culture and uh they stood true to it and uh i really appreciated that from bergeron marchand and uh, nick felino especially the guys who were most vocal about it That's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, my friends. Thank you so much again for listening. Tomorrow on the podcast, maybe we'll open up the mailbag. So if you have any questions, send them over to LockedNHLBruins or at ENC McLaren. I might have some kicking around in the the inbox that I can dig up. Uh, But please do send in some fresh questions. I know a lot of you, yeah, still very passionate about this team, wondering what's coming next, and uh, try my best to answer your questions. Hope you have a great Tuesday. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. For those of you south of the border, get out there and vote. And uh, we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.